Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Back to Basics program with Rabbi Liel Shalom. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the basic of all basic, which is the definition of God. Before we even start talking about if God exists or not, and why are we here in this world, is the Torah true, or anything that has to do with Judaism, obviously we are going to be mentioning God pretty often, and in order to make sure that we are on the same page every time we mention God, we need to first learn about the definition. How do we define God? So we are going to dive deep into that on today's episode I'm Israel Yitkowski. You are listening to the Foundations Podcast. Alrighty, we are about to begin the Back to Basics program with Rabbi Liel Shalom. I am super excited. I am so much looking forward to be learning about the basics of Judaism from Rebbe. But before we get started, how about you tell us just a little bit what we're going to be learning in this program? Okay. Thank you very much. I'm very, very excited. And Bezrat Hashem, in this podcast, um, throughout the series, we will discuss, um, you know, like sometimes we call it basic Judaism. Or the foundations, you know, however you call it, it's basically very inf- important information that you need for life. And um, we're going to start off with the basics of defining God. Before you talk about proving God, or like, show me that there is God. You know, people ask all the time, prove to me that there is God. Before that, when you say the word God, what do you mean? If you want to prove to someone something... You got to know what does that mean? What's in that definition? What am I going to show you? Uh, and it will be much easier to go on from there. So in first year, based on the Ramchal, we have the six steps how to le- really get to the definition of, of God. And then we have number two. After we define it God, we, we go on and explaining creation. What's the purpose of creation? And we're going to see there's a major question. If God is complete, God is all God is one. Why does he need a world? So you figure out why do, why does God need a world? What, what's the purpose for him to create the world? Number three, after you've understood the purpose of creation, that leads us to the first man, right? The first plan, basically, that he came here. And we're going to learn about before the sin and after the sin, how there were basically two worlds, two options for the world to be, and what happened with that choice and it talks us that choice um, is still with us till this very second. After you figure out before the sin and after the sin, you need to go dive into the definition of good and bad. Because his choice was between the good and bad, you have to define good and bad. And after you define good and bad, then we talk about the choice itself. The, the, the fifth one will be about free will. One of the hardest things to understand is how does free will work? We're going to learn all about that. That's really a fascinating part, something that talks to any human on planet Earth, free will. After we, we talk about free will, that brings us to really connected to the, to the class before that, which is how do you define good and bad? We get to a result. I'm not going to give in the whole entire class, but basically at the end you figure out that it's only be defined by God, not by humans. I really kind of kind of gave it in, not really. But, and that's going to bring us to, so, okay, so if it's given by God, where was God's word since creation? And when did, when do we know what God defines, good and bad? And what's the way of living life, basically? That's the million dollar question you can call. And that brings us to Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is really the foundation of Judaism. That's where Judaism started. Before that, you're just, it's, you can call it thinking. You can call it, you know, understanding the world. But then when you talk about Mount Sinai, that's when, you know, it boiled down at the end of the day to religion. But basically, Mount Sinai was the first time that it became universal. There's a way of living life universally. Before that, it was individually. And um, that changed everything. So we need to start from Mount Sinai, understand how do we know that there was a Mount Sinai? How do we know, you know, the whole, st- 
that how did the story work and how do we know that it's proven and there's a incredible you know i don't like using so much the word proof because it's you know we're gonna get to know either you know it or you don't know it so you will get to know that mount sinai happened and what exactly happened there and uh, that's going to take us some time understanding the where the origin of the torah and then from there after that we're going to talk about the oral torah because it's written torah and that brings us to the second part of the oral torah we're going to understand how do we know that the oral torah was passed down accurately without the broken telephone problem and we're going to see some beautiful uh insights over there and uh after that we're going to start diving into some jewish history you know people wake up in the morning and they don't understand hey why there are ethiopian jews yemenite jews and ashkenazi jews you know just i'm bringing an example and if you don't know the history and you know the last two thousand years of exile where we've been if you don't understand the history you won't understand today so in order to understand many of the things that we're going to talk after that point is to understand some basic basic dates basic uh jewish history not so much you know we can make a whole year of podcast of uh jewish history but yeah the, po- the point won't be the history will be to like fundamentals that we need to understand for understanding the rest of the classes after that because after that we're going to dive into we're going to talk about prophecy a little bit but then we're going to talk about one of the most known topics as known as mashiach what is the concept of mashiach what will happen then what do we know all the information we know and what is supposed to be how do we know that and what is mashiach who is that guy there will be a guy that's named mashiach well no his name won't be mashiach but he will be the mashiach okay we'll give in all the details then and after we talk about mashiach we're going to talk about uh, Mashiach together with Beis Hamikdash. Also, we're going to we're going to tie it together with Beis Hamikdash, understanding that a little bit more. What was the temple and what will it be? And then we're going to talk about Chiasamesim, the concept of the revival of the dead. That there will be a point that the dead will revive. What does that mean? Chiasamesim is one of our basic things that we need to believe in. What does that mean? And that's going to lead us to the final, which is Olam Haba. We're going to end up in understanding Olamama. And everything we're saying is, you know, based on the Ramchal, the Rambam, Kumaris, and many of the later Rabbanims, such as Rav Dessler, um, you know, Rav Chaim Finlander, Rav Shimshan Pincus, and earlier rabbis. But mainly the Rambam and the Ramchal, which put a lot of work into these topics. In between, in between this whole series that we just spoke, we're going to bring other things that are very very vital very important for 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 living and i call it you know some for example some of the classes will be about love defining love what is love and relationships which are five categories we're going to dive into the five categories of relationships in your life which is between you and god between you and your wife between you and your parents and kids which is the same category just from two uh, different sides and number four between you and your surrounding meaning like neighbors colleagues at work and number five category number five the relationship between you and yourself yeah so we're going to dive into those five categories based on after we define what love is then we're going to have some we're going to talk about you know emotion versus logic how to conduct your life what should be in the front your logic or your emotions <laughs> good questions because uh what's the saying facts don't care about your feelings <laughs> yeah facts do not care about your feelings as it's well said so we're going to talk we're going to there that's a whole beautiful topic of emotion versus logic and many more in this you know in this way of thinking talk about the difference between men and women and the perspective of the torah on kedusha on holiness the holiness of a woman the holiness of a man and kedusha of life how do you sanctify life what does what what does that mean what does kedusha mean and what can we do with that how can that elevate our life and uh many more of these topics uh you know on the side once in a while we'll pop out and do those very important things other than that israel let's do it 
Here we go. First episode. Back to basics. Super excited. So Rebel Yell, take it away. Alright, so um the first episode we will discuss which is, you know, talking about back to the basic. This is the basics of the you know, the basic of the basic of the base you know the number one, obviously. It doesn't get more basic than this. Yes, definitely. Why? Because you often hear anytime you start talking about you know life philosophy or and start diving into religion obviously the first um the first thing that you hear people will ask is obviously talking about god right the word god will come up immediately in any of these discussions not only that you have the famous question of like prove to me god prove that there is god prove oh you're religious prove that there is god you can't prove it Right? Did, you, did you see him? Yeah, yeah. Show it, show him to me. I never saw him. So, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's the it's that's why I think this first episode is so important because you know don't expect right now in this episode where I'm going to prove to you God. The topic is not proving God. There's a very important step to do before proving God. Before I don't even like to to use the word in general in these episodes. I don't I don't like using the word proof. First of all, it's like psychologically I say the word proof, you go into defense mechanism like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you're trying to prove me? I'm going to prove, prove you." Me wrong? Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Like, you don't know. You don't know. I'm going to prove you wrong because mm-hmm. you're trying to prove to me. So, instead of using the word proof, let's use the word get to know. Let's see if if we can get to know it or not. Does it work for you logically or not? That's all. That's what it comes down to. And in order for that to to work, that you'll get to know something, is obviously to educate yourself as much as possible and think about it and process it. And to really, really understand this episode could take months just for it to sink in. We can You can hear all the information. It can make sense to you, hopefully. If not, so I ask the right questions and try to see forward or try to knock it off or try mm-hmm. to bring some evidence or logic against it, right? That's that's what you should do. But let's see if we can get to know it or not. So over here, this episode, again, is not about the, uh, proving God. It's about defining God. And why is that so important? And that's a, maybe a little bit of chiddush over here, but it's so, so, so important. Because I saw this so many times in my life. In, in many of these discussions, debates, arguments, whatever you want to call it. You know, me, myself, when I was uh, young and stupid... I used to get into arguments like to try to prove what I know. And, you know, side point, it's not so effective when you're trying to really do it in that fashion. In a way of argument, there's some ego going inside there. Maybe you'll win. You didn't really win because the other side is just not accepting anything that you're saying and vice versa. It just doesn't work. What I found in many of these, let's call even the discussion, even civil discussions. You know, I used to teach in the old city for many years. The streets are filled with tourists from any yep, yep. any country, any ethnicity, any religion. And I got stopped by, you know, over the seven years that I was there, I got stopped by many, many times and get into all kinds of religious discussions. And many times, obviously, got the, the word God. And it took me years to figure this out, that um, we can have a discussion about God. And you're trying to tell him, God is this, God is so, God promised, God said, God did, right? And he's saying, but God did, but God, God, God. You have the word God over there. And I realized our definitions of God are so off. And many cases, I mean, I would say most cases, 99% are completely the opposite. And that's this episode. Once you find out, according to Judaism, what do we, how do we define God? All these conversations become become almost irrelevant. Mamash. Yeah, yeah a, lot, a lot of times also like you see two people arguing for hours and this and bringing points and, you know, this and I'm right and you're right and that's mm-hmm. not good and this is. Mm-hmm. And then you just stop and look from the side and they're talking about two completely different things. It's just not hearing each other, you know, like if it just mm-hmm. stop for a second, you know, let's say, that, you know, arguing is Lamborghini better or Ferrari better. You know, you're listening and you're going to notice that one guy is talking about how comfortable the car is and the other guy's talking about 
how fast it goes and how good right. the motor is. So like, yeah, he's talking about the comfort, he's talking about the motor, and they're just going for two hours arguing is this better or this better because one of them, the motor is better and it drives faster and the other one is much more comfortable. They both agree on those two points that let's say Ferrari is more comfortable and Lamborghini drives faster, but because they just don't stop and just to listen to, you know, the base of the discussion, like Rebbe's saying, then... Well, sometimes it could be a problem in the... Mere, uh, I'll take your example, which is a great one, but I would say, over in, in what I'm trying to say over here is so terrible that sometimes they're arguing if Lamborghini or Ferrari is better, and the guy thinks that Lamborghini is is a type of food. <laughs> the guy's <laughs> The guy's talking about food. Okay, he calls Lamborghini an apple. Okay, yeah, like we're and this guy's his calling country it a car. Lamborghini is like yeah, yeah, like some kind of fruit or whatever. Like. It's an Italian in, in Italy. A Lamborghini is a is a bit. It sounds to me like a like a roll with like pastrami inside or something <laughs> like that, right? And and they're having an argument back and forth. Saying Lamborghini is great, and he says, "What are you talking about? It, it's not so good." And he's talking about a roll, you know, a, a sandwich. He's and this guy's talking about a car. That's what I'm trying to say yeah. over here. And these discussions, God, 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 and they have completely opposite definitions of God. So there's there's no dialogue over yeah, there. You're, you're like you're not even arguing, right? You know? Like it's not. It's not in the same zone. Now, if you, that's what I started once I realized that many of these discussions that I had about God, I would stop. I would stop him and say before we dive into it, what's your definition of God? And that's we would go on to different. Totally different uh, a topic, which is today's topic of defining God. What When you say the word God, what does that mean? So I'll tell you what sometimes people mean when they say God. They mean some very far away power that we cannot see. And he's so powerful. And, you know, even Hollywood added to it some sound effects. It has a very deep voice, right? Moses, Moses. I am speaking to you. And like, yeah, you can't like really the see echo him. In the background. And he has, and then, like, you know, they're like deep violin music. Exactly. And he has some sound effects and things like that going on when he's talking. And that is so off. Once we see at the end of this episode that completely off of our, of our definition, when you think that God has a deep voice, you're, you're, you're off. Completely mm-hmm. off. That's what we're going to try to figure out today. So that was a, like a nice tease to dive into this episode. And let's see if we can if we can do this uh, in a clear way. And to help us, we have the Ramchal. What I'm saying is all based on the first chapter. And that's, by the way, that's the reason why it's the first chapter in the Ramchal. Because that's, that's how you start. First, start with the definition of God. The, the chapter is called Babore Yitbarach Shemo talking about the creator himself what does that mean what is the definition when you say god and we're going to have six steps to start with we're going to go through the six steps i'm just going to name them right now okay in hebrew and you know give a a basic translation translation for it and then we're going to dive into each one of those six steps to really you know kind of scratch into our brains that understanding of god Okay, and we're going to see it's going to get a little bit, you know, more complicated. But at the end, after we finish the six steps, we're going to add more explanations that will sim- simplify it. The first one will be Metsiuto. When you tr- start thinking about God, you think about Metsiut, which in Hebrew, when English means existence. First of all, God is an existence. Okay, do you exist, Israel? You, uh, I like to believe so. You do. Uh, what are you basing it on? How do you know you exist? Um, a very famous I mean, uh, philosophical question. Maybe you're just a matrix or a dream. What do you think? What's the it. evidence that you actually exist? Uh, I um, I'm I'm here. I think. I I feel. I. Okay. Nice indications that you exist. Does um, that? Does that maybe it's def- all just an illusion? Like it's just yeah. Like, maybe you're just a part of a dream. What do you think? Well, like uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you're part of you know what people like to say part of a program. You're just uh, like this thing, a little chip of a in the thinking computer. chip in some big computer, right? So first of all, you can tell those people jump off the roof. Like if you don't think you exist and you're just a dream, let's see you jumping off the roof. 
jump know, off the know, roof like, come like on a video you're just, game you're just, like uh you have died and then two seconds later yeah, you're back you on the think same it's spot fake. Like, exactly you think it's fake so go ahead uh if you truly 100 percent believe that you're fake you wouldn't jump off you still wouldn't jump off the roof why to, to, to all people who are listening don't actually jump <laughs> off the roof if if you're thinking about it yeah <laughs> but talking about reality yes jumping off uh, you you know the guy everyone has this basic understanding understanding that he exists and people do believe that they exist and you know what but i'll i'll take it a step forward you know what it is a dream you want to call it a dream you want whatever you want to call it but it's real it's a real dream you can call it whatever you want but it's real how do you know it's real from your own consciousness okay your consciousness is telling you that this is real so that's the best you can get as realizing that you are an existence, you are a reality. Now, why did I go so so far away uh, on that way? Because when you try to start to understand um, the definition of God is, first of all, mitziuton. You first need to think about, about God as an existence. He just is. He is. That's all. That's your starting point. Again, we didn't get to we didn't, it's gonna, six steps. And again, we're not proving that he is. We're just saying no, no, no. the definition of God. If God is somewhere out there, then you know this is right. What he proving will, be. will come later. We're not talking about proving. Let's see if we're talking about the same topic. Once, mm-hmm. once we know both, both of us were we know we're, what we're talking about. Then I'm going to try to prove to you. What do you want me to prove? Prove to me, blah 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 blah. Um, how should I do that? Please. Once you show me what is blah blah blah, whatever that is. Then, then we can I say, could prove oh. it to you. That's the point of this of this year. Let's see together what do you want me to prove to you? What do you want to prove? What do you want proven? Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. Okay, so step one, you need to think about God as he is. an existence. Exactly. Metsi uto. An existence. Okay. That's just like, and why did I go to us? Just like you believe you're an existence. Okay, so think about that as an existence. Number two, metsi uto. And shlemuton, complete, it's perfect. Okay, we're thinking about an existence that's perfect. Now, what is perfect? <laughs> that's a hard one, right? Mm-hmm. So, am I perfect? Obviously not. And uh, for instance, uh, I don't know why I'm bringing this example, but the fact that we need we need to go to the bathroom that or that's uh, a chisaron, right? We need we meaning we're not or even we're eating, not perfect, like, yeah. Or like we need we need food, fuel. You that's, know? We're not perfect, right? Or uh, and the most basic uh, one is death, right? Death shows you mm-hmm. that you're not perfect. You're not in control of your own life, There's Rabbi. Yeah. You heard of Rabbi Shimon Green, Rabbi Rabbi Shimon Green. Green he said, you know, uh, people that are so, have a problem with gaiva, right? Thinking too highly of themselves. So a good way to take care of of uh, gaiva is, he says, just don't be stupid. What does that mean? Does he that says, mean? You, you don't have the, the smartest person in the world with the most control, the, the, the strongest king ever in the world, right? He had control over countries and armies and whatever you want. But there's one very basic thing that he didn't have control over. His own life. Because where is he now? Right. So it could, exactly. So that could help you if a person thinks way too highly about himself. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's something that can help you. But that's that's off topic. Back to our topic, we're talking about shlemuto. You need to think about God as an existence that's perfect. That has absolutely no chisaron, no lacking whatsoever. Nothing. Okay? So, in a way, it's easy to understand it by thinking about something that's exactly the opposite of us. Right? We are in existence that are, uh, that are limited. Right? We're not perfect. Imperfect. Imperfect. And he's an existence that's perfect. Okay. So, that's step number two. Again, existence that's perfect. Let's go to step number three. He's the, which means I'll, you know, I won't go for it. He must be existing, but I'll explain it a little bit um, further. Means means that it's the only existence. 
not only like the first step that he's in existence, it's the only, it's the only existence. There's no other existence besides that. So then like where do me and you come into the picture? Exactly. So we are part of God. There's a famous but if uh, line we're in part Judea. of God and we're not perfect, then how is God perfect? Very good question. Exactly. That will be explained soon, later on. But I'm saying, first of all, you can think about it as we are, we, there's a famous line in Judaism, we are chelik elokamimal. So in the third episode, we're going to dive deep into it. Why are we, um, uh, you know, actually in the second episode, we're going to already dive into what, what does it mean we are part of God. But right now, Take it, you know, in a simple way that we are part of God, but in a form of a creator, a creation, not a creator. Okay. But, um, but, uh, so that's in really simple words. In episode two, we'll dive more deep into it. But right now, for this slowly, slowly, you know, it's going to happen slowly, slowly. So for us to understand now, it's, he's the only existence. There's no meaning. Everything is God. There's it nothing would, but God. But God, exactly. God is the all existence. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing else. You cannot find anything besides his existence. God is all the existence. Okay? It must be that everything is his existence. Okay? Ste- that's step number three. Step number four. Okay? You know, more and more complicated with the Hebrew here. Oh, what does Hiyoto built in Itlebezoto? He doesn't depend on anything else. Okay? He's not dependent on nothing. Okay. No thing, no one, no food, no. So that goes, pay attention, that number one kind of works together with number three, Mitsuto and Echrach Mitsuto. No, what was number two? That he's perfect, that right? He's perfect. So now number four is kind of working with number mm-hmm. two. It's a continuation. It's all like steps. Mm-hmm. Number two, we said he's perfect. And number four, we're saying, he's not dependent on anything else. Remember before you said food and, and et cetera, we need, we, we're always in need, right? So uh, uh, by, by when we're talking about him, he's not depend. If he's perfect, that means... He's not dependent you need to keep on, on going. Else. Exactly. Because if he would, then he's not perfect. Because exactly. I mean, if that other thing wouldn't exist, then he wouldn't be able to do ABC. Exactly. If he needs aid, he needs help, he needs something to support him, that means he can't stand alone. So he's yep. not perfect. Okay? So just a step forward beyond understand, beyond perfect, not only he himself is perfect, there's nothing else that he's dependent on. Okay? Now, number... Five is this is where it gets a little bit more. You need to put some more thought to it. Number five is pshituto, pashut, simple, simple. Now, what does that mean? Meaning simple. I mean, in English, maybe it's not the perfect translation. I need to figure out, you know, better translation for it. it. Doesn't really mean simple, but it's the opposite of complex, right? Complex means it's made. You you know, you're made out of many many parts. Billions, actually, of parts if you count also the the, the cells and everything. But just, you know, the big parts, such as the brain, the heart, the liver, legs, hands, eyes, nose, mouth, ears, etc. So, you are complex, meaning you only exist because of all these different parts in you, which makes a a whole, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you have just an eye, then it's like, it's nothing, Right. Or, or just, just a heart. Arm. Yeah. Right. And, you know, some parts are more vital, some less. But that's not the point. Basically, you make the whole perfect human, let's call it uh, at least physical, um, by having all these parts. Mm-hmm. Right? Meaning only because of all these parts you exist. By God, it doesn't work that way. It's exactly the opposite. He's pashut. He's not complex. He doesn't have any parts to him. God has no parts. Why? Because parts shows a weakness. Because you need this needs this, and that means the heart is doing certain jobs that the brain is not doing, and the brain is doing certain jobs that the that's stomach the heart, is not doing. Yeah. And, and, like if and, if the heart would be able to do the brain's job, then why do you need the brain? Exactly. If the brain is there, obviously the heart can't do it. Exactly. So each part is not perfect, but together it creates something perfect. Right. 
But when we're talking about God, that we started with number two, right? And a number four, that he's perfect and he's not dependent on anything. Now we can understand that he's not complex. Now, but there's, you might ask a question of, this is a very obvious question. And if you had this question in mind, bravo, you're Mechavin to the Rambam. You get Maimonides. a sticker. <laughs> you get Yay. A sti- Yay to you. You get a sticker for me Mechavin to the Rambam, Maimonides. So the Rambam has this question. It's a very famous question. Um, why in Judaism, we see, again, we're jumping into Judaism a second. Again, we didn't get to, how do we get to Judaism? We're way before that. But in Judaism, we many times we see descriptions of the hand of Hashem. Hashem thought, so that like, is it a brain? And Hashem heard. Hashem, Hashem smelled to us on our Sinai. What? Hashem, Hashem spoke, spoke to us. He speaks, so he has, well, he has a voice, so he has a mouth. He has ears to hear. He has a brain to think. He has hands to give. That means he is, uh, you know, complex. Right. And we just said that his fifth, the fifth step in understanding, in defining God is Pshitoto, that he's not complex in any ways. It's all one. So the Rambam says the obvious answer. He says, no, 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 no. You need to understand. The way it works is like this. A God is, like we said in number five, not complex. He doesn't have no ears, no eyes. Like we say, in guf, in guf. He has no body and no in image of a body. Just for us to understand, when we want to describe the pe'ula, the, the the action of God giving or saying, the only way that we could comprehend that is by using a mouth or a hand. We don't. We understand the motion of giving by you know. Picturing, you know, I'm doing right now with my hand, uh, you know, taking your hand and giving, and giving something, yeah. right? Or we only can picture um, a message, just like we're doing now and giving over this message over the podcast, using a mouth, using words. Yep. That's the only way for us to receive in our uh, in our brain um, this pu'ula, this action, right? So when we want to describe it, that God did something, so we say that God gave or God spoke, or God heard, I use the term ear, mouth, or hand, but that's just for our understanding. Not that he himself has that. He's not. He's the opposite he of like that. He kind of does it in a different way. He, do, he, doesn't need, he doesn't have that complexity we just said. He does everything at once. He does mm. it everything together. He doesn't need a mouth to speak. He doesn't need, because again, we said he's, he doesn't need anything. Again, you see, we're getting more advanced in the deeper understanding and deeper, of yep. deeper and deeper. But, um, you know, later on, we're going to try to simplify the, what we're saying right now. So that's the Ram. It's very important to know the Ram. Every time you see in the Torah, God spoke, God, it's not literally, not that he has a mouth. <laughs> because obviously, it's, it's kind of like the fifth Google. step is that he's simple. It is very not simple to understand simple. I'm very confused. I'm trying to <laughs> put all the pieces together like, what is simple? And then you go with the most complicated thing, what simple is. But yeah. Right. No. So you're, get, you're getting, Israel, you're getting to the point that basically the understanding of God is exactly the opposite of everything we perceive over here. We, we witness or feel or recognize over here. Okay. It's exactly the opposite. We are complex. He's not complex. We are not perfect. He is perfect. The only thing we are, we tie into is like into number one and number three, that he we are existence. But the number three is telling us we are part of his existence, which will be explained in the second episode better. Okay, right, so sorry for, wait. I just don't want to run too much around. So let's make it simple. Pshituto, he is not complex. And as opposed to us, that we are complex. And that's why we exist. So he's not complex. And just had to add that Rambam so we understand that every time you describe God is just for our understanding, but not that it's a description of him himself. Hey everyone, I'm interrupting this wonderful conversation to let you know about a fantastic, one-of-a-kind book that Artscroll has recently published 
titled On the Shoulders of Giants. Rabbi Shmuel Bloom, who was involved in leadership positions in Agadah Yisrael for over five decades, takes us behind the scenes to gain a unique understanding of Das Torah in all its glory. Rabbi Bloom met with Gedoli Yisrael at meetings of Moetzes Gedoli HaTorah and in quiet, urgent conferences. He chatted with them in cars and on Shabbos afternoons at conventions. He shares with us stories, many of them not widely known, of generations of greatness. From the Chafetz Chaim to Rev. Aaron Cutler and Rev. Meisha Feinstein, from the Gerrebus and Rev. Aaron Leib Steinman to Rev. Don Segal and dozens and dozens more. We also meet the Jewish people's Askanim. We are amazed by first-handed stories of Mike Tress and, of course, the incomparable Rev. Meisha Sher. In his years in Agoda, Rabbi Bloom also met with the highest echelons of the U.S. government, and he shares his behind-the-scenes understanding of great political events and movements. It is a book you definitely should not miss. Get a copy today at artscroll.com, Amazon, or at your local Jewish bookstore on the shoulders of giants by rabbi shmuel bloom get your copy today i would also like to let you know that during the back to basics program every few weeks we will have a q a with rabbi leal shalom so if you have any questions or just want to get a little bit more clarity on any one of the episodes send us an email to jewishfoundations at gmail.com that is jewishfoundations at gmail.com now let's get back to the show That bring all these five steps bring us to the, I would call it the final step, which everyone knows. Maybe the first five people heard here and there, you know, some scraps of these ideas. But number six, the step top number of the six, mountain. Yep, we got there. That everyone heard about. Not only everyone heard about it, you say it twice or three times a day. What do I mean? What's number six? Achduto, Echad, which in Hebrew means one, right? Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. You got it, Yisrael. You got it. You got it exactly. So I'll, I'll get into I'll get to that point in a second. But what does Echad mean? It means he's the one. Okay, so that everyone knows we call him the one God or the Almighty. Okay, and we have all these descriptions. But I think what really when we want to define in one word god we use the word echad and that's actually the sixth step but all the five steps if you listen till now to all the five steps it will give you a much better understanding in echad and one what does that mean so let's dive into understanding what is one if you look around the world everything now what i'm going to say now is a, is a big statement this is a very big statement what i'm going to say everything in the world is made out of is built out of two or more what does that mean is two and up meaning it will be made out of two parts and more it will but will the basic existence of it will start from a complexity remember number five being complex yep. everything in this world is complex you know what is water made out of you know hydrogen oxygen right yeah. and and you go on even if no so you can go on and go do your science well. You know, I'm not trying to be a scientist over here. I'm not the greatest scientist. But obviously, you can dive into science. And you see very clearly over Even there. Even the atoms, you know, oh, the way it works. No, gonna, that's where I'm getting yeah. to. Very good. But everything in the world is obviously they know science today. Today with science. Back in the days, I, would, I wouldn't be able to bring science. Today, science is so amazing that they're able to tell you everything. What it's made out of, what it's constructed. You know, they figured things out. And they could tell you, science could tell you uh, exactly what are things made out of. And you'll see it's, it will always be complex, made out of different parts. And even like you said, Israel, you mentioned the atoms. So uh, without getting too scientifically over here, right, we have the neutrons and the protons, right? Kind of, you know, in simple words. I don't know if it's right. Next what I'm on saying, the podcast, I'm... Albert Einstein explaining how the atoms work. Yeah. In general relativity, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quantum mechanics. <laughs> but yeah, right. So the the basic understanding of it is it's like kind of plus and a, plus and a minus like neutrons and protons. You know, wherever they didn't dive too deep into it, and that creates the electrons, right? And that creates uh, physical existence, right? That even is 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 made out of two, right? Two components. Like what There's happens no... if you split those two? 
Oh, so that's that's when you get to the atom bomb. Okay, that's when you get a release of energy. But there's no, but they don't stand on it. You never see a new, uh, a neutron walking by himself down the street, or a proton walking, or or uh, uh, a proton walking down the street by himself. I'm, I'm that, talking that, so very, that's very basically simple words. What what the atom bomb is is like it. Uh, it would be really <laughs> bad if I just said in simple simple words. You need to ask uh, Albert Einstein and see all the mathematics. But yeah. In a way, that's when you separate it. It, cre- it creates it just this like disappears. Incredible amount of energy. Not kind of disappears. The fact that you're trying to pull them away, like two magnets, you're trying to is is creating that mass energy. Okay, so what am I saying over here? I'm not uh, not that Chas Shalom has got. What I mean is, what everything in the existence that we recognize is made out of two. Although today science are trying to find some things that are called like singularity and the one thing, but that's all. In theories, really, in the in the evidence that we have, everything in existence, everything in physical existence is now you understand two and up is made out of two components and up, whatever it is. Okay. Now that could help us a little bit tap into this to try to understand to start and understand this basic idea of echad of one. Mm-hmm. Now, if everything in physicality is complex, that's number five, and that brings us to this idea that it's two. And like in numbers, it's going to be two and up, right? Yep. So the so the one is something you, you don't know of anything in existence that's just one. That's not complex. Do you know of anything, Yisrael? Uh, me Ask- no, but I'm not the biggest scientist. By the way, if anyone's listening who knows science and stuff, email us at jewishfoundations at gmail.com and, you know, we might bring it up. Uh, if you know anything, one, then, you know, let us know. Right, right. They they try to make some things in theory. But again, they don't have any any evidence. Um, they hope they will have. But of something that is just... But based singular. on today's shear, they will never find it. So. Right, exactly. That's what we're trying to say, that everything in physical existence will be complex. And when you try to think about God, the first step, which is the sixth step over here, but your first, I mean under a way to understand it is by thinking about something that's just one that's not dependent on anything it's standing there on its own without any dependence on anything else mm-hmm. or we could say to all the scientists who are trying to find it and only have it in theory we know of something that's one which oh, is god exactly exactly that's where we exactly that's where we start to understand approach that's a that's a better word to approach this idea of god and that's why, back to you, Israel, what you were saying before, um, we say twice a day, Shema Israel. Let's let's just this as a bonus. Let's just say the kavana of what is Shema Israel. Listen, Israel, who is Israel? The I'm Jewish Israel. nation. I'm Israel, or or even better, Israel. You're a part of Israel. You're part of Israel, right? And I'm literally Israel. You are. <laughs> oh, I forgot yeah. about that, Israel. You you have triple meaning over here. Yeah. Right, so you are Israel. When you say Shema Israel, you're like, "Hey, listen, you," and you're talking to yourself. Yeah, what's the lesson that you want to, you want to, you want to listen, you want to hear Shema Israel? What should I hear? Now divide it and split it into two. Shema Israel, split the whole verse into three. Shema Israel, listen. Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem is Yudke is the way we call him. That's kind of the name for this idea that we're trying to talk about, which is God. So Hashem Yudkevavke, Elokeinu. He's our God, Elokeinu. He is our God. That's who we call God. That's our God. Okay. Now, what are you referring to? What are you pointing to? That's the last two words. Hashem, that Yudkevavke that I just said before, which is our God, which is our God. He is Echad, one. Meaning, <laughs> a new approach to Shema Yisrael. Not only you're proclaim, procre, proclaiming, I am your uh, God, you are my God. Not only that, you're also defining God. Every single day, twice a day, you're acquired. There's a obligation to stand out there and say it clearly, clear with your eyes closed. So you'll be fully concentrated. And another, one of the, there's many explanations why you close your eyes when you say Shema. But one of the simple reasons are you shut down everything around you. There's nothing. I don't see anything. I'm, I'm ignoring everything, meaning the physical world. I'm now just focusing on that one 
God, I need to put my mind and tie myself to that idea of the one. Hashem, Echad. We are literally defining God every day. So it'll be very clear to every Jew. When you say God, what do you mean? Not this very superpower, the very strong man and deep voice from Hollywood. The army coming and, you know. Right. And he's, he has, uh, you know, we're going to talk about other religions later on when we talk about Harsinai. Uh, but but just to touch for a second on Christianity, again, they have a lot of different sectors, but their basic understanding of when they talk about the holy, uh, the, the God, or, or they use the word God, unfortunately, they mean a man, Hashem Yerachem, Chas V'Shalom, right? They mean a man, which is, okay, so it's to- we're totally off. But even when they talk about the Holy Spirit, they they have, they think that there's like evil in the world. Right, we're gonna have a shear. The third shear is on defining good and bad. Actually, the fourth episode will be defining good and bad. So they believe that there is God is like this good, this good guy, right? And uh, he just does good, and he brings he he brings good to the world. And then there's some evil power hiding somewhere out there that's always fighting him. Okay, that is totally off. That's not nothing close to what we were just saying of echad. Because it has nothing to do. It's before good and bad. God, we're going to see God created the good and the bad. God is good. Like, obviously, and he created right. like, the bad. Which, yeah, we, we, there is the good and the bad, but it's that's not like, oh, God is the good. And then there's something else that's the bad. Right. No, there's just God. Like we're saying, it's just one. And then God created good and bad. Exactly. But it's not that, oh, the good part is God. And then the bad part is just something else. There you go. You you realize that nothing of these six steps, we use the word good. We're going to see the word good is going to come. It's going to be kind of an effect of God. But it's something that comes out of it that will be coming soon. But again, we are trying to really focus right now on defining God before good and bad. We're talking about the perfect one. Again, let's do a quick recap. He's an existence. That's perfect. And he's not only the existence, he's the only existence. There's no other existence besides him. Number four, he said he's not dependent on anything else. Right? He's so perfect, doesn't depend on anything else. Number five, he is not complex. He is pshituto. He's not made out of different parts. That has to do with being perfect, right? And that all those five steps bring us to step number six, that he's achduto, he's one. Everything in physicality we said is two and up, is complex. But when we talk about God, it's the one, okay? You establish this, we can start having a conversation, a discourse about, about God. Now you want to talk about God, let's talk. Again, that's why the word God also many times is tricky because so many people define it different, differently. You start telling people suddenly the word Almighty or the One, it's going to throw them off, right? God is this vague, uh, you know, G-O-D is a vague uh, Something word out English there that, out there. Yeah. Exactly no, he that. created this world and now we're here, but he's, what he's you know, Something far up away. there in the, you know. Exactly. Again, based on what we just said, he's not far out there. We're part of him. Yeah, exactly. We are, you know. We are part of God. Yeah. We're going to explain that further, further. But, but, okay. But now what we need to do is now simplify what we just said. Simplify those six steps by taking a very famous, I would say it's one of the most popular questions when it comes to God. When people sit in seminar and they come to H, they come to, you know, one of these programs that, 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 uh, for Balchuvas. And one of the very famous questions you'll hear there is, I don't know where that question came from. I wish I could know who made up that question. But I used to think it was a very ignorant question. But then slowly, slowly, I realized that's a very good question. Because if you can answer the answer properly, you get a very good understanding of what just we spoke till now. What's that question? Very famous one. You might laugh when you hear this. Can God create a rock that he cannot lift? You heard that question. Oh, yeah, of course. You heard that question, right? I go, so I if, first... if he can't, then, oh, he, there you go. He can't do something. But if he could create a rock that he can't lift, then, okay, so now he can't lift the rock. Ah, exactly. So you always get the guy. You get the rabbi. Ah, got you. Got you, rabbi. What are you going to say? That God, you just said God could do anything he wants, right? He's perfect. He's almighty. 
Oh, he's almighty? Haha, <laughs> I got a trick for you. Can he create a rock that he cannot lift like you just said? Whatever you answer, you're, he's going to be limited. If he could create the rock that he cannot lift, well, he cannot lift it. He's limited. And if you're saying he can't create a rock that he cannot lift, so he can't create a rock that he cannot lift. Boom. Limited. He's again limited. Haha, <laughs> gotcha. So, you want to try to answer this question? It's a very famous question. And I think, and people get like very messed up and, and, and taught, uh, you know, and, and tied into this back and forth and they fight. But I if you have the six steps before. Yeah, I heard it, it also once from my father and I was like, it's making a lot of sense. Now, based on the six steps is that he could create the rock that he can't lift and then lift that rock. Exactly. And that will be, that's why. Again, it's a funny answer. I call, I'll explain a little bit more why it's a funny answer. But Ask a funny question, you're going to get a funny get a answer. Funny answer. <laughs> but I'll, I'll explain why is, it, why is it funny. But let's first say the answer that you should answer straightforward if you understand the six steps. Yes, like you just said, Israel, I'm just going to repeat it so for the sake of clarity. God could create a rock that he cannot lift and at the same time lift it. Again, I'm borrowing the word time. But whatever, for now, different discussion. But at the same time, he could lift it. What? I don't understand that. And why? Why? And that's why I'll, I'll explain why it's funny. Because Israel, can you? We're, we're sitting in a building here, in a room inside a big building. How many floors are here? Four floors. Four floors. Yeah. In this building, um, Israel. Honestly, can you lift up this building? I know you're a strong guy, football and all, right? But two-story building, I could. But four. <laughs> that's. Uh, Questionable, questionable. <laughs> a four, four yeah. sword building. Can you lift it up? Uh, no, I cannot. I do not. You're sure about so. that, right? You're sure. 100%. Um, it's good. You're not my trainer who's asking me because ten push-ups. If you say I can't, <laughs> but we're not in the gym now, so I can say I can't. No, I, I cannot think, lift this building. I think your trainer will admit also that you cannot lift this building, right? <laughs> yeah. So you cannot lift it. You're sure about that, right? Uh, yeah, pretty sure. One hundred percent. You cannot lift this building. Can't lift this building. Um. Um. The, the cigar that you're holding in your hand that you're actually holding, so I, you know, I kind of have I proof. Mean, Can you lift that? Uh, yeah. 100%. Right well, now. I mean, in, I am lifting it. So. You are lifting it. 100% you can lift it. Yep. So do, do you realize this happened here? By us humans, when we talk about humans, creations, we either could or can't. And that's true to anything in life. To anyone, anything in the universe. Mark my word. We either could or can't. Okay? Could, could it, like, change? Like, let's say today, I, I mean, I guess it could. Yeah, maybe it will change ago, by the I day. I couldn't lift, yeah. let's say, 100 pounds, and now I could lift 100 yeah. pounds. Yeah, that's fine with me. Yeah. This, days can change, whatever. But this but moment... You always will have two options. Either you could or you can't in your life. There's some things you could, some things you can't. And it's split. By humans, it's two parts. Either, some things you could, some things you can't. Okay? Now, by God... There's no split could and can't. There's no could and can't by God. It's not split. God could and can't at the same time, so to speak. Yeah, also, I'm thinking like that's one, almighty. One, one of the steps that he's not, uh, you know, he's not complex, which means that there isn't two sides of him. Oh, oh. he either could or he oh. can't. And God could do anything. No, there is no could and can't when it comes to God. Exactly. Because again, he's one. He's one. He's not bound to those two options. Let me go on with this. Um, is God male or female? Oh, um, I, I, I don't know if I want to answer. You know, answer a, it. Don't be shy. It's kind of based a, on what we political, said. You know, I might get in trouble. <laughs> no, no, no. You <laughs> they won't. might shut us down. You, know? <laughs> you won't at all, based on what we just said before. Um, I mean, he, he, he's not nor female or male. Oh, what do you mean? He's, he's not bound to any, if, if male or female are the two. Two options. You're either this or that. In this or, world, or there's now, male or female. We know yeah, it's split Now, into now two. all the options, yeah. male, male <laughs> female, and other, you know, so. Yeah, we'll ignore might, that. Might be three options today. We'll but, ignore that for now. But, yeah. Right? But you have, it's split. But God is neither. He's not, he's not bound to any limitations. Right? Male or female is a limitation. Because you're either this or that. Are we making sense? Right, uh, uh, or, or, you know, the famous question, who said that there's no other gods, right? Besides 
you're one God. Well, that doesn't make that line just doesn't make sense over there. Doesn't it's not consistent in logic. Because if we're saying that he's the one, meaning he's perfect, right? So why do you need another one? What is another one doing there? He's perfect. There's no room for another one. He's perfect. You know, mm-hmm. when you have two people in in the world, meaning he's doing one thing and the other one is there because he's doing beyond that, right? And what if, but like, if the first one is everything, so there's no room for the second one. Yeah, but, but what, like, why can you say that, oh, there are two gods and each one of them could do anything? How th- does that work logically? If one of them is perfect, right? He's the old man. He's the only, he's the old existence, like we said. You know, to really answer it is you take the third one, all existence, right? If we say almighty, meaning any existence is him, right? So that if that's the definition of God, there's no room for any, there's no, other, but, but no other entities because God is the entity. But then, like, why do you need to d- define God that, oh, he's, you know, the only one? Like, why can't there be two perfections? Like, two things they could each do everything. That doesn't make sense. Why not? Two perfect ones? Yeah. What 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 are two perfect ones doing that? If one is perfect, so the so obviously if there's another one, something is lacking in the first one that he's not perfect. Again, what you're doing now is you're thinking in humans. Again, that will go back to can God create a rock that he cannot lift? That you're trying to make this thing with um could or can't, right? By God, they work together. He could and can't at the same time. So therefore, if you can't say that there's another perfect one, if he's perfect, what is another perfect doing there? That means something is lacking the first one. So you're knocking off yourself by saying that the first one eh, is not perfect because there's another because perfect. Because needs to be something else. Two perfect. If one per- perfect is one. That's what we just said. That's what we were building up in, the, in these steps. Right? You understand yeah. now? Yeah. It, it, it won't work with either one of these steps. Okay, to say that there's another God or saying God, it's the same thing like saying God is male or female. Again, you're tying him into something very specific when he's all. You understand? Yep. Now. Makes more sense. Um, yeah, that was, you know, don't forget also number four. Right? He's not dependent on anything else. So if he's the almighty, why should be, there be Another one in there. Again, you might try to look for proof. Hey, proof to me. We're not talking about proof. I'm just, we're trying to see, what do I call God? What did Judaism, not I. What did Judaism calls God? That is the definition. From there, we're going to work on to proofs and whatever. Let's see the plan. We still didn't talk about the creation. Okay, that will be episode number two. So now, to, to conclude this is basically, I would say this line that in order to start understanding the concept of God, it's understanding exactly what you don't understand. What do I mean by that? Everything, pay attention, in all the six steps, I was constantly going and contrasting it with humans. Yeah. With this physical world. I was keep on saying, this physical world is two. God is one. This physical world is not perfect. God, God is, is perfect. perfect. This physical world is dependent on other things, right? You, everything is dependent on another one, which is the same as two, right? And God is not dependent on anything else. Everything in this world is two and on. God is one, only one. There's nothing beyond him because it's, it, it, he's everything. He is everything. There's no beyond. There's no more than that. That's the definition of one. Again, defining. You want to argue, how do you know? And how do you know? Prove to me. That's not the point over here. Again, that's what we call God. If you want to put into the category, what is God is one. That is our definition. One. And that's why it's so hard. I'm just going to explain as to, for the, to, to close this episode is to understand why people struggle with this so much and why we're having a, such a hard time to step into these discussions because the whole concept of God to begin with is exactly opposite of what you perceive, what you see and what you feel. Okay, everything you recognize here in the world is two and up is complex and so on, right? Like, like you we said, really understand that. So how do you under how do you how do you relate to it? I would say. Okay, so that's going to take us a few episodes to start to relate to it, but. Without this fundamental, basic understanding, 
what are we talking about when we talk about God? Again, proves. And how does it work? And how does that could God, all come later? How does God create the world? It will come. So you need to make sure we're on the same page. Here. Exactly. Let's be on the same page. The same page is yes. It's an understanding that, that starting to tap into the idea of God is first of all disconnecting yourself from everything you understand till today. That's why that's why people ask the question: Could God create a rock that I cannot lift again? How are people getting to that question? It's kind of like you're trying to relate it to stuff that we have in the world and stuff that, you know, we understand mm-hmm. and know. Perfect. Exactly. But we're trying to always human. I would say we're trying to humanize God. We're trying to say, because the only thing that we do understand as humans is in this world, science, right? And how can you try to tap into, into understanding the beyond is, first of all, giving it exact... Uh, an exact definition that's why we had those six steps and then with those definitions we're going to start playing let's see can you see it can you not see it can you prove it can you not prove it what's the plan god created the world and that's going to lead us i'm just going to give like a tease to our next episode next week that we're going to talk about the creation of the world and the purpose of creation obviously we're not diving into into uh, many of the details but we're going to talk about the general plan because you know Every every one of these episodes, you can make ten episodes on on each and one of them going into the details. But we try to do is the assault is the one foundation, the right? The basic, yeah. The foundation. We call the foundation, right? The foundations, at least. And from there on, I encourage any of of the listeners to take this one basic concept that we laid over here of one of the defi- of the definition of God. Now dive in deep, deep into it. You know, you can start with the Ramchal in the book, Der Hashem, in the first chapter. Start from there, and then you have many writings of the Rambam, and then you can go on later on, later on today. And there's there's so many writings on it, and there's so much online. There's endless of information if you just want to look into it. If if a person yeah, wants to just know, go up to your rabbi and ask him. You right, know? exactly. Have conversations with friends, people you know, and. Right, and just the people people that want instantly, uh, you know, maybe this is true for all the episodes, people that just want to understand and know the purpose of creation, the meaning of life, and everything just in a blink of an eye, I think as I heard this uh, parable, like coming to a brain surgeon, walking into his room, right? You see him opening a brain over there, moving things around, and and you're like, hey, um, professor... Like what? Are you, what exactly are you doing here? Like, can you show me? I'll I'll I'll, take, I'll do it. I'll do the next patient if you don't mind. Just explain to me exactly how you move the things into. The guy spent sixteen years of his life, I think, for for getting it's for just studying. So why you assume that you're going to understand in meaning 16 of life? Sixteen minutes, everything you know? <laughs> exactly in sixty minutes, just like that, right? Why? Obviously, you need to invest, and if you want to know. It's obviously not an easy thing. Why? If it's God, if it's a creation, you should know it in a second. No. If you know it in a second, it wouldn't be an important thing. Important things, you know, or we call holy things, right? Things that are distinct. You need to put a lot of effort in understanding it. If it would be that simple, it wouldn't be that important. So uh, that's why I encourage everyone to dive deep into this one topic and many of the more of the topics. And as a tease for next week, as I started... We're going to talk about the purpose of creation and start with the basic question of if God is perfect, why does he need a world? Why does he need a creation? Why? He's perfect. So that and more uh, will come next week. Thank you very, very much, Israel and listeners. Amazing. Thank you, Rebbe. I'm sure that tonight when I say Shema, uh, I'm going to have a whole other meaning to it, which I'm looking forward to. Amazing, amazing. Thank Me you too. very, very much. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We'll Thank you, you for listening. So that is it for today. Was an amazing episode. I myself learned a lot from Rabbi El Shalom. Hope you guys did as well. Hope you were able to put something in your pocket for life, as we like to say here on the Foundations Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day and see you again next week.